Girl on Purpose Radio, episode number 37. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose Radio. My name is Vivian Tenorio. I am the former CEO of Signature Flan, turn radio and TV host. And each and every weekday, you are given the opportunity to join me and my amazing guest as we share our spirited stories of our successes, our failures, as well as incredible tips and insights for starting a business and finding fulfillment. We are definitely opening up our playbooks and paving the way for you to take our lead. Thank you for spending this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose. On today's show, I am interviewing Jessica Kwan. She is the co-founder of The Jam Stand. So her and her partner, Sabrina, launched this jam company at a New York City farmer's market, and now they are growing their company, and they are doing so very well. During the interview, Jessica and I talk about how they started the business, how they are growing and expanding it. We touch a little bit about um, what she's doing right now to find investors and funding. That is the step that they are at today with their company. So they sound like they have a lot of growth and that is wonderful. Good luck with that, Jessica. She actually also shares with us some of the mistakes that she has made, some of the business advice that she has received along the way. They have been doing really, really well with their company. We also touch a little bit on trade shows and if they are worth it or not for a smaller company. So we touch on that a little bit. I think you guys are really going to enjoy the show and enjoy Jessica. Stick around all the way to the end because I have a giveaway for you. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose. On today's show, I have the owner or a co-owner of The Jam Stand from New York City, Jessica Kwan, on the phone with us. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Thank you. So let's tell our listeners a little bit about your company and tell us a little bit about your, your personal story as well as Sabrina's. Yeah, definitely. So Sabrina and I, as you said, are co-owners of The Jam Stand. Um, We're based out of Brooklyn here in New York, and we started the company three years ago, so I guess in 2011. Um, And yeah, we just started it as a hobby. We were just longtime friends making jam for fun, and we decided, you know, why not? Let's just start selling at farmer's markets and see where it takes us. And so now it's three years later, and the company's doing really well. So you guys really did not have a plan. You kind of, It was just a hobby, and you decided to kind of launch at a farmer's market, right? And that just took off from there? Exactly, yeah. Um, and, you know, we did have business backgrounds, and I think that that has definitely helped us along the way. Um, but when we started, we really had no idea where it was going to take us. Um, something that when I was doing research about you guys and, and the company, I found an article and I read a paragraph from the article and I thought, oh, that's really cool. I like that you guys are kind of running and expanding and growing your business the untraditional way, right? So you kind of just going with just the flow and just going and expanding as you need to. And I really like that because I think a lot of people try to follow, you know, the way they think they should be going and it, it kind of backfires later. Yeah, I think um, the thing that Savvy and I definitely learned very early on is that 
we had to be flexible and we definitely had to be able to change our plan as things came at us. Um, you know, we could sit down and come up with a million business plans and try to follow exactly what happens, but things are going to keep coming that you just hadn't anticipated and you just have to like run with it and, you know, be able to change your plan if something like that happens. So yeah, we were very, you know, grassroots. We just were very small um, and just grew very naturally. You guys have four flavor, four signature flavors, and a couple of flavors that you guys rotate on a seasonal basis. So what's the benefit of not having 30 flavors and just having four, four or five? <laughs> right. So when we, and you know, as I said, we started selling at farmer's markets. And so when we very first started selling, I mean, I think at one point we had maybe 14, 15 flavors because we were very excited. We wanted to introduce all of these new things and we had all of these great ideas of things that we wanted to try out. Um, and we just realized that it's so hard to keep all of those in production, especially as you grow and as you're trying to maintain inventory and you have all of these new orders coming in. Uh, and so we, you know, we kind of used our first year selling at farmer's markets as marketing and as talking to our customers and really figuring out what flavors it was that they were really interested in. And we kind of narrowed it down to those core flavors and just said, all right, you know, we'll stick to these. And we still do love coming up with new flavors. And, you know, I would say that's one of our favorite parts of it. So we do want to keep introducing new flavors, but we just realized that we were uh, in over our heads to try to do too many. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. I think in the beginning, a lot of people, they, you know, you get excited. Oh, I have 20 flavors and I'm going to just sell everything. And it's a lot. It's a lot in the beginning to keep track of all that. And, and just a production schedule to keep all those flavors moving. So let's talk about Whole Foods. So you guys are in some of the Whole Foods stores. So how did you land your your first Whole Foods account? Um, so, I mean, it was a very long process to get into Whole Foods. Uh, we had originally met the Northeast Forager for Whole Foods, who's a really wonderful woman. Um, I think she was at some Brooklyn food event that we were at, and we were introduced to her. Um, and so we had built our relationship with her. And so we just kind of stayed in touch and reached out to us. And, you know, she definitely helped us along the way, and she introduced us to the first couple of stores that she said, you know, you really should reach out to these people. I think this is where your product would do really well. She told us who their buyers were. Um And it was really just a matter of us going into their stores with samples in hand and saying, this is our jam, you know, please try it. And so they got back to us, and it was a very long process to really get, you know, all of the paperwork signed, all of the insurance, making sure everything is up to code, doing all of these things. But, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's once you're in the system, you're in. So Right, right. uh, (laughs) I also saw that you guys made it out to the fancy food show. It happened back in January. So that's another area where entrepreneurs are kind of on the fence. Should we go to this trade show? It's a lot of money. Is it worth it? We're too small. What are your opinions for those beginners out there who are thinking about going to a trade show like the Fancy Food Show? Um, so we actually had also done the Fancy Food Show that was here in New York at the Javits Center last summer. 
Um, and we ended up doing that with the Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce, which ended up being really helpful because they bought a whole aisle at the show and we signed up with them. Um, and I think it took a lot of pressure off of doing our first show because they really walked us through. They helped us out. You know, they handled all the paperwork. They brought our products in for us. And so it allowed us to experience the fancy food show without feeling, I think, too entirely overwhelmed by it so that by the time the next fancy food show rolled around that was out in San Francisco, we, you know, we had a little bit of experience under our belt. I think we felt more prepared for it. And I mean, it is expensive, but I think the way we look at it is, you know, you get three good accounts out of it and it basically pays for all of your expenses. Um, and so, you know, you have to think you, if you're going out there, it's three whole days, you're meeting people nonstop every single day, at, you know, and we keep track of everything. We follow up with everyone that we meet and it always seems to be more than worth it. Um, so I think, I mean, you definitely need to be prepared for it. I would say, you know, if you don't have the products and you're not ready to have accounts and not, you know, aren't ready to supply stores with your products, then perhaps it's not worth the money. Um, but it definitely works out for us. Tell us what has been your biggest business mistake to date. <sighs> That's always just so hard. I think that, you know, and as you said, Sabrina and I are very go with the flow. Um, we kind of take things as they come. And, you know, we were actually just talking about this the other day. And I don't think that anything stands out particularly in my mind. I mean, there are bad flavors that we've created and, you know, small mistakes here and there. I think when we first started, you know, we didn't, we were shipping our own products and we didn't know what we were doing. And I think I set our shipping price at something like 50 cents. And jam is like a, it's a very expensive product to ship. Sometimes it costs us as much as $5 to $15. And so we ended up getting all of these orders in. We dropped them off at the post office and we just realized that we lost so much money yeah. on, you know, all of it's just, but again, I wouldn't say that's our biggest mistake. I just think that along the way, you know, running your own business, mishaps are going to happen. Um, but it's all a good learning experience. You know, I think that who knew that we would be experts at the post office, but now, <laughs> you know, we run in, we know exactly what we're doing. I think it's just, it's a learning curve and everything takes time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So share with us your greatest uh, business decision that kind of changed everything for your company. So, yeah, I think that, you know, as I was saying, we grew, we were small um, and we just grew very naturally and I would say at the end of our second year, we were getting a lot of wholesale accounts. We were getting a lot of big orders that we just realized we couldn't fulfill ourselves anymore. Um, and we kind of talked to each other and we came to a decision where we either needed to raise some capital and, you know, build out our own kitchen and hire on a full-time staff and really do it that way. Or we needed to take our products to a co-packer and have them start making it for us. And, you know, we talked about it a lot and it was a hard decision for us, you know, going to a co-packer, you don't know, it's like you're giving away your products, but, you know, I think we realized that at the end of the day, that's not what it is. And it was the right decision. And I think we've been able to grow so much because of it. So at what point do you look at Sabrina and say, okay, we need help? So, you know, a lot of new companies, you know, they the owner wants to do everything. You know, you want to run to the post office, you want to do the labels, you want to make the product, you want to do the accounting, you're kind of juggling everything. So at what point did you guys decide, okay, now it's worth it for us to look for a co-packer, share some of that profit with them, and also, like you said, give away your baby? 
I, you know, I think we just reached a point where it was just too much. And it was very apparent to both of us that something had to change, that something had to happen. Um, and I think that since that point, we tried to, re- you know, get to that point before it happens. We tried to plan ahead as opposed to just being reactionary and realizing, oh, we should have done this months ago and now we're struggling to get there. Um but I think I think that Sabrina and I actually have a really good business balance because I think that she sometimes is a little overprepared and gets a little nervous about things that might happen where sometimes I'm actually a little too laid back and I might wait too last minute for things. So I think that in our business relationship, we oftentimes meet in the middle, which has worked out to be really great for us. Um, and I think that, you know, and first and foremost, we were really good friends. And so I think that when something happens, we're able to kind of sit down together and just say, you know, how do you feel? This is how I feel. What, you know, what makes the most sense for the business? And so far, it's led us on the right track. So we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. So have you guys always wanted to be entrepreneurs? Um, You know, it's funny. I think growing up, um, my mom was an entrepreneur and I was always kind of like, ah, I don't know. I think it's a lot of responsibility. You know, well, maybe I want a job where it's a nine to five and I go home at night and I'm not stressed about it. I can turn it off and that's it. And then I think I reached an age and, you know, it just kind of happened. I, I wasn't expecting it, um, but I love it. And I can't imagine doing anything else now. <laughs> yeah. Once you taste a little bit of that, it's kind of hard to go back. <laughs> So it's true. I mean, Savvy and I will be, you know, in the warehouse or in the kitchen and it'll be, you know, two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. And we just look at each other and say, like, you know, I can't imagine being at an office right now, sitting at a computer. Like there are just certain things every once in a while. And, you know, because we both did that. We both remember that. And I think we're just like, oh, OK, well, we're happy where we are. So that's good. <laughs> right. Right. So what has been the best business advice that you guys have received? Oh, we've received. I mean, I think that we have so many mentors that have really helped us along the way um, to pick out an exact moment. I just, I don't even know. Everyone has just encouraged us so much. And I think it's the biggest thing is just to keep going, honestly, that, you know, no matter what, sometimes things might get discouraging, but it, you know, just keep going. I think one thing that stuck out to me, and we were at you know, I think we were at the fancy food show and we were talking to some guy and he was saying, you know, I've been in the food business for over 30 years. And one thing that I will tell you is that everything takes longer than you expect it to. (laughs) And I think that that's, you know, like, I think that that's something that's good to hold on to is knowing that even though, you know, you want something to happen immediately, not to get discouraged by it, because it doesn't mean that it won't happen. It just means that, you know, you might want it to be accomplished in six months, and instead it's going to take a year, um, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice, actually. You you, you know, instant gratification these days is just, just crazy, and, you know, things just take time. You know, businesses take time to grow and for you guys to get a following and things like that, so yeah, that was great advice. How do you guys come up with these great, fl- crazy flavors that you have? <laughs> You know, um, a lot of them are just from us playing around and experimenting. Um, I think some of them are just flavor profiles that we say, hmm, I wonder that, like, I feel like that would taste good together. Or sometimes we eat something, I mean, at blueberry bourbon, which has happened to be 
one of our top sellers, um, Sabrina, was actually in San Francisco with her mom, and she had a blueberry bourbon coffee cake. And she ate it, and she's like, you know, I think this would taste really good as a jam. And so she came back, and we tried it out, and we really liked it. Um, another one, I think, was our banana, our drunken monkey, which is our banana with rum. And that was actually the first flavor we ever made, you know, as a company, knowing that we wanted to start selling it to people. And it was just because it was winter, and it was, you know, really hard to find fresh fruit. Um, and, you know, banana is kind of one of those things that's always imported. It's always, you know, ripe. And so we ended up coming up with a banana with rum jam. <laughs> so do you think, do those flavors kind of play to how you approach buyers? Because they can't find this stuff anyway. They can, there's not a jam that it's called Drunken Monkey Jam anywhere else. Definitely. I mean, and it's the first thing, you know, buyers, especially at trade shows, it's the first thing they always ask is, what makes your product different? You know, what makes you different than every other jam on the shelf? And I think that it definitely does stand us apart. And, you know, I think that's definitely part of our brand. We want to be unique and we want to be fun and silly. And I think that that's also a reflection of us and how we think of our company. You know, we you know, we have fun with it and it's obviously our livelihood and it's our baby and we want it to do well. And in that sense, we do take it seriously, but we also, um, you know, we just want it to be silly. We, we want to have inventive flavors and definitely keep pushing. We always use the line of thinking outside of the jar, which is cheesy, but that's us. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So as two young girls, um, or two young ladies, I should say, um, has it been difficult for maybe investors or people that you've gone to, to raise money, to expand your business or anything else that you guys have been needing? Has it been hard to get funding because you guys are females and young and you know, happy-go-lucky kind of girls? Have you guys run into any difficulties raising money? So, actually, we haven't even approached the ideas of investors up to this point. Um, We've grown very naturally. We've definitely just grown very slowly. Um, But it's funny you should ask because we are actually exactly at that point right now. I was actually working on our investment deck earlier today um, (laughs) where we're starting to look for investors. So, I mean, I would say not so much in investors. We have definitely run into people where, you know, we'll be talking to them. A lot of, like, you know, old boys in the industry, like I said, been working in food and, you know, brokers that have been working in food for 40 years now that I can tell they kind of look at us and talk to us like we're their granddaughters. (laughs) And it's like, well, I'm also a businesswoman. Like, that's great, but... You know, I also want you to take me seriously. And, you know, we also both look young, and we can admit to that. Um, And so I think that sometimes that does play to our disadvantage. But, you know, I think our goal is just to speak to them and let them know that we do know what we're talking about um, and try to not let that get in the way. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you guys excited about right now? What's happening over there at the jam stand? Uh, so a lot of things, like you said, we did the fancy food show in January. Um, so a lot of great things are coming out of that. I think our goal now at this point is, like I said, get some investors and also reach out and try to start getting more national distribution. Um, we have really great distribution here in the Northeast, and we have a lot of boutique accounts across the U.S., but in terms um, of really growing, we, you know, need to get picked up by some distributors and really get a larger distribution network. So, yeah, that's where we are now. 
Yeah. So let's talk about social media for a second. How important is social media for your company? Um, so when we started, I mean, I think social media helped us out so much. I think it's what really, you know, put us out there and let people know that we actually have a company. Um, we, I, you know, and it's just us doing it. I mean, it's really just us doing everything. Um, and so a lot of it is our personal social media. And so I think one thing we've noticed, um, and it's hard. We definitely try to keep up with it as much as possible. But as we get busy and as other things, you know, start to come in, it def- our social media starts to dwindle, um, which I think is something that we want to put more of an emphasis on. I think that if money did come in, that is an area, not just social media, but marketing in general, that we would want to make sure that we don't let drop off. I mean, Sabrina and I are actually both marketing majors. That's what we went to school for. So I think it's, you know, we understand the importance of it as we grow. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and um, a little bit about your company and all the tips that you have picked up along the way. I really do appreciate you sharing that with our listeners. So tell the listeners how they can find your product. Yeah, so we sell our jam online at jamstand.com. I think for everyone everywhere, that's the easiest way to get it. We also have a list on our website of locations that you can buy the products at should um, we be in a store in your area. All right, very good, Jessica. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You have a good night. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, so that was my interview with Jessica Kwan from the Jam Stand. She was super sweet, and I do appreciate her coming on the show. Thank you so much, Jessica and Sabrina. Thank you guys for the giveaway that we have for one lucky listener. Do not forget to stop by my website, viviantenario.com. There in the show notes, you will find links back to the Jam Stand. But there, you will also find the details on how you can enter into the giveaway for some of this amazing jam that the jam stand creates. So that is all that I have for you today. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I do so appreciate you guys. For the new listeners, thank you for joining us. I hope that you have enjoyed the show. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you today. You guys have an amazing weekend. I will see you soon.